Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans, the game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. Not quite big voice guy, Rami Makhlouf, in for Tim Allen this afternoon on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandy, Sam Schmitz on the other side of the glass talking some Brewers baseball with you this afternoon after a 4-2 win over the Pittsburgh Pirates. 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM The Fan if you want to talk about this win and all things Brewers. 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet the show at 1250 AM The Fan. And much of this on the back on the arm of Brandon Woodruff, who took a no-hitter into the sixth inning, ended up with uh, nine strikeouts getting out of that sixth inning and calling it a day, just one hit and two walks for Brandon Woodruff on the day, followed up by really another another solid outing from the bullpen. Brent Suter ran into some problems in the seventh inning after he came on in relief of Brad Boxberger, but all in all, no runs scored in the final, or excuse me, two runs were scored, those coming off of uh, Devin Williams' runners that were stranded by Brent Suter when he left the game. But Brewers come out with the victory four to two. And now on the season, they move to seven and or excuse me, eight and five here early in the Brewers season. And a couple of really good signs in this one from the offense. And from this lineup with Keston Hira getting his first home run of the season in the seventh inning. Deep shot to right field, and uh, Rowdy Tellas getting the scoring started in the first inning with a solo shot of his own, his third of the season. And I, I got to say, when the season started, I was talking about, now I wasn't necessarily dead set that this team has to go out and get themselves 
a power bat at first base. I was I was okay with sort of a rotating cast of characters at first base for the Milwaukee Brewers and Rowdy Tellez being one of them. And there were plenty of Brewers fans, I think Tim Allen included, Sam, you're here with Tim from time to time, that wanted to, and especially the way that the season started, and with Greg Council and the Brewers sort of jerking around with the lineup every day, even more people, it seemed, and it got louder, wanted to see Rowdy Tellez as the everyday first baseman, and I was not necessarily for that. However, I am, despite popular belief, somebody that can move off a position when situations change and new evidence is presented. And I got to say, man, at this point, you don't take Rowdy Tellez out of this line. He's the only guy on this team with multiple home runs after putting up his third of the season today over the wall at American Family Field. I think he has to be your everyday first baseman if and until he cools off. No, he should be your everyday first baseman because he can hit lefties. Sure so, uh, I don't even think you take him out. I mean, Keston Hira, they're going to have to do what they did today, give either McCutcheon or somebody else a day off to fit him in the DH role or maybe give Colton Wong a day off like they did a couple days ago. But mm-hmm. until Urias gets back in the lineup, because I think Keston may unfortunately be the victim, or Jace Peterson, um, yeah, you got to keep routing there somehow and find a way to get Keston at bats one way or another. And you you do want to get Keston Hira at bats, and like you said, Sam, the, the 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 equation gets that much tougher when Luis Urias comes back, who led this team in home runs last. A lot of people forget that, and I kind of forgot that to be honest until I heard Jeff Levering say it the other day on the Valley uh, Sports Wisconsin call. I kind of forgot that Luis Urias led this team in home runs, and that's something that they need. And Craig Council said over the weekend that's something that they're gonna need if they're gonna win games. So he's gonna get his opportunity at bats, and then yeah, where do you find the at bats for? for a Keston here and how does that affect uh, 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 McCutcheon how does that affect Taylor you know what I mean all these guys that are sort of in that rotation of DH slash position player you're going to have to try and find a way to put this puzzle together together and get everybody the at-bats that they want but and David Stearns and Matt Arnold and Craig Council will remind you of this whenever issues like this may come up good problems to have you know what I mean it's 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 depth and not a logjam, as as a lot of us might look at it. But as I sit here today, I got to eat a little bit of crow and say, yeah, Rowdy Tellez should be the everyday first baseman until he cools off, should should that happen. And maybe it doesn't happen. And maybe you've found another diamond in the rough with Rowdy Tellez, like you did last year with a Willie Adamas. Again, Brewers win 4-2. Robbie Makloff in for Tim Allen on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies. 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM the fan if you want to talk about this game. And I also, and I've sort of had this question in in the back of my mind for a minute, but I was I was waiting for the puzzle to kind of come together for this Brewers team. And when I say the puzzle, I mean what I think David Stearns had in mind when he put this thing together. Like if everything were if everything is working right, what this thing would look like. Because as good as they were last year, it was still kind of it was still not quite what I think David Stern's blueprint or master plan was or what the puzzle looked like last year or he had intended for it to look like last year. Last piece. Woo we did it. And that's that's a team that had now I don't think that David Stearns came into this year necessarily expecting a dynamic offense. I think the Brewers still are a run prevention team. That That's their strength. That's their backbone. That's what they do. 
But now a four-game win streak after a three-game win streak just last week, a couple losses in between to the St. Louis Cardinals. And what you're starting to see here, five runs, four runs, five runs, six runs, six runs, five runs, four runs, and all these wins that, that they've had, the seven of the last nine games that they've played, pairing that, and last night on the game, they said last year Corbin Burns was 12-2 when the Brewers scored four runs or more. And four runs is not a ton of runs. But that's that's all a Corbin Burns needs, and that's all a Brandon Woodruff needs when he's when he's got the stuff that he had today taking a no-hitter into the sixth and giving up one giving up uh one hit over the course of six innings and striking out nine Pittsburgh Pirates. When balls start to fly over walls for this Brewers offense, with the pitching that they have, man, this is a really, really good baseball team. And I remember a few weeks ago, Mark Antanasio saying that this is the best team that David Stearns has put together and the best team that that they've had since Mark Antanasio has owned it other than that 2010 playoff team with Prince and Braun and J.J. Hardy and Corey Hart and Ricky Weeks and all the guys, you know them. And it got me to thinking, how how good is this Brewers team? Like, in, in the pantheon of Brewers team, Brewers teams, I should say, I'm, let's play some ad-libs on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show today. Finish this sentence. This is the best Brewers team since... And tell me when. 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. At Rami. R-A-M-I-E is tweeting. Finish that sentence. This is the best Brewers team since. Because we're starting to see now what this thing is supposed to look like. When this offense is just putting up moderate run production. We're talking four, five runs. And more, more nights than not, it's a wrap. It's over. Because you're going to get six quality innings from your starter. And then you're going to hand it off to the the Brad Boxbergers and the, the Brent Suiters of the world and the rest of the guys in that middle relief core. And then, and I know there have been some bumps in the road for Devin Williams so far this season. But you're handing it off to the best one-two punch to close out baseball games, in my opinion, in the game today. And so... With this offense producing, I think we're starting to see, really, what David Stearns had in mind and what this thing looks like when everything is clicking. And like I said, when you just have moderate run production, a decent offense to back up that ridiculous pitching that they have. Finish that sentence for me. This is the best Brewers team since... When? 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM. The fan. Brewers topped the Pirates today 4-2 on the back of those six innings, shutout innings from Brandon Woodruff. You want to talk about the game? You want to finish that sentence for me? 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM. The fan. Robbie Makloff in for Tim Allen on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies. To the last pitch of the game, every pitch of the outing. That ball's gone. Let's see if he called it. Corbin Burns good for an jet from Rowdy Tellez, his third of the year. Nice to see the big fellow starting to put it together, huh, Corbin? Absolutely. When that guy touches the baseball, it's uh, it's going to go a long way. There's the drive of the game, the call courtesy of Bally Sports Wisconsin. Rowdy Tellez, his third homer of the season. 
putting the Brewers up one to nothing early in this one in the bottom of the second inning. That would be followed in the bottom of the seventh by a Keston Hira three-run shot all to back up a Brandon Woodruff six-inning shutout performance. He strikes out nine, walks just two, gives up just the one hit. Taking your thoughts, your calls, your reaction to this game here on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies. Rami in for Tim this afternoon. Sam Schmitz on the other side of the glass. And I really think we're getting a, a, a picture now, and we saw this at stretches last year, but you, you would hope that with the tweaks to the roster that David Stearns made this offseason and another year of, of, of making the playoffs and, and being battle-tested and just some improvement from within and some guys finding their strokes, that it would be even better and more consistent this year and we'd start to see what David Stearns really had in mind when when he was putting this team together. And that's, that's even just a, a moderately good offense and putting up four or five runs consistently. You don't need the big six, seven, eight-run nights when you have a pitching staff like they do, how dominant this team can be. And it's got me wanting you to finish this sentence. This is the best Brewers team since when? 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet this show at 1250 AM The Fan. Let's go to Ken. He's in Menominee Falls. Now he's on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. What's up, Ken? Well, here's what's up. That question's way too premature to, to ask at this early of the stage in the game simply because – with all the you know with the acquisitions that we're in with Cutchin and Renfro and how things are coming together and and the outfield uh, hopefully being solidified, which it looks like it's probably one of the best outfields in a long time. And then you know you have your shortstop, your second baseman hammer down. Uh, right now, Jace Peterson playing a very good third base, and then you got Rowdy at first. If Council doesn't mismanage the deal which he's been known to do because this plug-and-play nonsense is crazy. Teams become really good when they have built chemistry within the team, meaning playing in certain positions where they're supposed to be playing on a daily basis. This team has that ability. So come August, when they have 80-plus wins and they're, and they're looking at maybe winning 100-plus, then that's a better question to ask, but it's too early to ask that right now. They look good. They're doing things well. The pitching staff still has questions. You know, you got Ashby, you got Peralta, you got guys that need to solidify their roles in this particular pitching staff. So, with that being said, everything's looking good. And so now the optimism is fantastic. As the season continues to roll on, we're going to see this team get better and better and better. And that's where the excitement starts to build. Right now, it looks good. I'm when, optimistic. When you talk about Craig Council and, and as you put it, the, the potential of him mismanaging this roster, and you said you, you think guys need to, to be in the same position and, and out there every day. I, 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 I admitted that I was probably, well, to this point, it looks like I was wrong about Rowdy Tell. It's still early to say whether or not he's an everyday first baseman over the course of 162 games. But other than Rowdy Tell as who, who do you want to see out there every day that's not? Because that means that there's somebody else who's not going to be on the field every day. And I don't see a lot of spots where I go, I want that guy and not that guy out there every day of this season. Well, when you look at your from your infield to your outfield, so I'd like to see Kane in center field, Renfro, and obviously Yelich. 
So you it, you let those guys play. You're gonna you're gonna now with the DH. You're gonna let McCutcheon DH, and he'll come in along with um, Tyler or Tyrone. I'm sorry, Taylor. But so you're good there. But on the infield, I want to see Telez at first base every day. You like Wong at second. You gotta love Adams at short, and then you keep Jace there. Now I know Urias has done tremendous things with the bat last year. But he's right now with an injury, he's an unproven. So you ride who you have until you need to make these changes. And bringing in Hira, knowing what his problems were last year and hoping that he can get his bat back, my opinion is playing the game as long as I have, and I'm going to be 56, but here's the deal, and I'm not professional by any means, but you want to have that chemistry. And when you start building that chemistry, you will start to see how the team gels and things just get better and better and better. And the pitching staff and the middle relief, as well as the closing staff, uh, the Brewers have all the makeup for a championship team here. And don't kid yourself. Stearns is going to make more moves as yes. he sees that they need to. That's the beauty of what's going on. You don't have to make a ton of moves anymore. You just make small moves to solidify your championship team. Ken, appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Yeah. Every day, every day I know who I want the catcher to be. I know who I want the second baseman to be. I know who I want the shortstop to be. I don't know that you necessarily at this point would say you want Christian Yelich out there every day until he finds that form again, but with his contract, he's he's going to be. Other than that, man, and, and I'm sorry, when Luis Urias comes back, I'm giving him every chance in the world yeah. to take third base back because, like I said, he led this team in home runs last year, and you need more home runs. But even Luis Urias isn't my everyday third baseman. And I I, 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 I backed up on the Rowdy Tellez thing. If he's your everyday first baseman for now, I'm good with that. But the rest of them, the Tyrone Taylors of the world, the McCutcheons, the Jace Petersons, these are guys that are going to be rotating in and out of the lineup, and I'm I'm okay with that, man. I, I know a lot of people, and it's something that Tim I know lobbies for sometimes. They they want this the, the same lineup every day, guys, the same nine guys running out there in the same nine spots, and if if you had the team to do that, okay, but you don't, man. You you don't have the team to do that, and I think the way that Craig Council and and David Stearns have put this puzzle together is really savvy in terms of the depth and the versatility of those guys that are going to be rotating in and out of the lineup and at various positions to get the best out of this team every day for what you have to work with. And I'm okay with that, man. That's that's how this thing is going to operate, and they've done such a good job of it that I agree with Mark Antanasio. Sam, I don't know about you. This is the best Brewers team I've seen since that 2010-2011 team that, that had Prince and, and yeah. Braun and Corey and JJ and Ricky and the rest. I would I would agree with that because when I was thinking about like, man, what? Maybe even man. better. It could be. It has the potential to be better because I think you would certainly take the offense as of right now from the earlier team than this current Brewers team right now with how sketchy they can be in putting up runs here and there. But the pitching is like, you know, just goes mano a mano with how good the bats were when Prince and Braun and Ricky were there. So it's it's difficult because the pitching wasn't all. Man, was, this pitching is the pitching was good back then, but it wasn't. It's, yeah, it's not what Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and then Josh Hader and Devin Williams in the bullpen are right now. 
but at the same time, like the hitting you would take from the earlier team. So it's like, I wish you could just combine like, that team with offensively with this team right and now. And Sam, you mentioned those three starters, and rightly so. That's that's the big three, so to speak, to borrow an NBA terminology. But after that, you have Hauser and Lauer. And you know what I mean? Like the, the It's not just the, the high-end guys that they have in their starting rotation and Williams and Hayter at the back end of the bullpen. It's the depth. It's the quality of depth that they have when it comes to pitching, both starting and relief pitching. The the quality of the depth that they have is just, you don't see this, man. You don't see this. And that, that, that right there alone makes me wonder if this is better than that team, which would yeah. make it make, which would make it the best Brewers team I've seen since coming to Milwaukee and working here on the fan in 2005. We don't talk about guys enough like Brad Boxberger. Yeah. Who already, has like four holds this season. Yeah, who's I didn't think I was kind of skept, you know, sketchy on whether or not he could replicate what he did last year for the Brewers, but so far it's just been just as good. This and now my window of of watching Brewers baseball shorter than a lot of people that are probably listening to this right now, except for the youngins. I've been here since 2005. This is maybe the best Brewers team that I've that I've ever seen. I think if, if, if they can consistently put together this offense, I think you could agree with this. If the ho- if the offense just heats up a little bit, or plays even better than they are now, I think you can certainly say that it's the best team since. Dude, I think if this offense can, like I said, you don't need the big six, seven, eight run outbursts. I think if they can consistently put up four and five runs, you're winning a hundred games. Yeah, that's now, how good this pitching is. I mean, look how many games they won last year, and Christian Yelich and Keston here were terrible, and so far they're being just a little bit better than they were last year. Yep, but I would agree. I mean. I don't think you need seven, eight runs every day, but you certainly need to be doing this against teams other than the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the series against the Phillies will be a really good test. Brewers win 4-2 to two over the Pirates today. I'll take your reaction to that. Also, I want you to finish this sentence. This is the best Brewers team since when? 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM. The bottom of the hour here on The Fan in the 3 o'clock hour is brought to you by News Nation. If you're looking for real news, News Nation doesn't take sides or lean into political agendas. At News Nation, you get all sides. News Nation, news for all America. Go to newsnation.com slash join us to find your television provider. And the NFL draft is just over a week away. Who will Green Bay pick? Gary and Sparky will have pick-by-pick coverage on day one of the draft on Thursday, April 28th, starting at 6 p.m. Barton Toby hosts a special day two draft show on Friday night, April 29th at 6 p.m. For the best draft coverage, keep it locked on the fan and your Odyssey app. Robbie Makloff in for Tim on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show brought to you by Jim Dandies after a Brewers 4-2 win over the Pirates. Talk to me about that. Tell me when, how long since you've seen a Brewers team this good. 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 a.m. The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game. On 1250 AM, The Fan, Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandy's. Rami Makloff in for Tim Allen after a 4-2 Brewers win over the Pittsburgh Pirates out at American Family Field. Want to talk with you about that win, your reaction, your thoughts, your comments on it. Also, finish this sentence for me. This is the best Brewers team since 
when? 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM. The fan It is time now, though, to go inside the box score. Maybe you're just getting out of the office or workplace. You don't know how this thing broke down. Here's a quick snapshot for you. Colton Wong leading off for the Brewers and going 0 for 4. William Adamas also 0 for 4. Christian Yelich. 0 for 4. Roddy Tellez 1 for 4. It was a big one. A second inning solo home run that put the Brewers up 1 to nothing and gave really Brandon Woodruff all he needed on the day in terms of run support. Hunter Renfro, big day for him. He's heating up a little bit. He goes 2 for 3 on the day. A run scored and a walk as well. Omar Narvaez, 2 for 3 on the day. He scored a run. Keston Hira, he brought those two guys in on a uh, three-run homer in the seventh inning on a one for four day for him with three RBI. Also, uh, oh, no, I thought he had a walk on the day. I was looking at the wrong line there. Jace Peterson, one for three on the day. And Tyrone Taylor also goes one for three. He had a strikeout as well. I mentioned Brandon Woodruff and a big day for him. Brandon Woodruff goes six innings, one hit, nine strikeouts, two walks, took a no-hitter into the sixth inning, now brings his ERA down to 4-3-0 after uh, his his unfortunate debut this season, bringing that ERA down slowly but surely. Brad Boxberger came in for one inning of scoreless relief, just walking one Pittsburgh Pirate. Brent Suter ran into some problems there in the eighth inning, though he can only go two-thirds of an inning before he gives up well, the two runs came in off of Devin Williams after Suter left the bases loaded for Williams. Williams goes one inning, one hit, one strikeout, and one walk, and allowing those two unearned runs. And Josh Hader closed things out for his 101st save, his sixth of the season, one inning, one hit, and two strikeouts for the Brewers' closer. And again, they win 4-2, to 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM The Fan, or... You can tweet the show at 1250 AM The Fan if you want to talk about this game or finish that sentence for me. This is the best Brewers team since when? 414-799-1250. And I'm sitting here saying that you're starting to see what the picture looks like, the picture that that David Stearns had in mind when he was putting this roster together and probably a little closer to what he thought this team would look like last year. And I'm going through the box score, and a lot of you were probably sitting there in your cars or in your office listening on your Odyssey app, wherever you may be, and and hearing 0 for 4, 0 for 4, 0 for 4 at the top of the lineup from Wong, Adamas, and Yelich, respectively, and going, well, see, it's, it's, it's what this team is. A lot of 0-4s, this, this offense inconsistent, struggling. But when I say this is what this team looked like, what this team – this team looks like what David Stearns had in mind when he was putting it together. This goes back to what Craig Council was talking about over the weekend. And it's this. It's 2022, man. This ain't 80s baseball. It's 2022. And stringing together hits is very difficult. It's harder than it's ever been. And already this season, data is suggesting that there are less singles than there have ever been. So when you see the O four, the Ofers and, and the one furs up and down the Brewers lineup, and I, I get I get the frustration, man. But maybe your frustration is just more with this this game and at large and, and what it what it is today, the style of play that 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 is major league baseball today. But I'm telling you, you can go and check box scores around the league 
and you'll see a bunch of offers and and one furs and some low batting averages and you'll see that the teams that score are the ones that capitalize on the few the few bat the few batters they do get on base and they capitalize on it with extra base hits and with home runs and you're starting to see that now with this Brewers team they they could not hit the home run. They could just could not hit the long ball for the first six, seven games of the season. And now the last few games, you're seeing these bats heat up. You're seeing more balls fly over the wall, and you're seeing that the Brewers can put together three- and four-game win streaks. And I think you'll see them being able to put together win streaks regularly if, if, they can, if they can find that home run ball and find a little bit more slug and a little bit more pop. And it's okay if you have 0-4s peppered in throughout your lineup if you're doing that. Because you're bringing guys home in bunches, and that's that's what this Brewers team, that's what every Brewers, team, that's what every baseball team in the modern age has to do is bring runs home in bunches with extra base hits and with home runs to capitalize on the base hits that you get along the way. That's what I mean when I say that this thing is starting to look like David Stearns had planned. It really comes down to the long ball. It comes down to the home run to get the bare minimum run support that you need when you have a pitching staff like this. Because, damn, is this pitching staff good, man. Brandon Woodruff, like I said, takes a no-hitter into the sixth inning after another Cy Young type of performance from Corbin Burns last night. God, is this – and it's just it's just a joy to watch, this pitching staff, man, and these starters. It's just an absolute joy to watch. Uh, Mark tweets in, finishes the question, or finishes the sentence, this is the best Brewers team since when? And he says, LOL, 2021, after they beat the Dodgers or Mets or Braves or Giants? Yeah, but when that happens, it's the best since 2011. Not a CFA says, this is the best Brewers team since? Who cares? Of course they will beat up the Pirates, but we all know they won't win bleep. That's meaningful with this offense. I'm not saying that they won't need to add anything to this offense. At some point down the line, they will need to add something to this offense at some point down the line. But like like the caller said last segment, I'm pretty confident that they will. Y'all really think that David Stearns, even if even if this team is sitting pretty at the trade deadline, y'all really think that David Stearns is going to is going to let the rest of this season go by without improving this baseball club? It's what that man does. He never stops turning over stones to try and find ways and players to make this team better. Don't forget, he went and got Willie Adamas last year in May, and that guy ended up being the MVP of this team. I got a lot of people who are tweeting in too early to say, too early to tell, too early to even ask this question. Well, Yeah, that's what makes it fun. You call your shot now, and then... When you're either right or wrong later, you can go, I was right. Or we can go, no, you were wrong. So I get the timing of this question. And I asked it now on purpose. Uh, Digital Wisconsin Ninja tweets, uh, tweets in, when we done with Williams, screwed us last year in the playoffs and obviously hasn't matured in the offseason, does nothing but load bases, time for AAA injury. I mean, he did load the bases with the walk today, but he came on with two runners on already and nobody out. Gave up two runs, but all in all, I think you'll usually take that, and I think we're a long way from being done with Williams. 
He screwed up last year in the playoffs, man. If you read his piece with Will Salmon in The Athletic, where they they go in-depth about that mistake that he made, this dude owns it. This dude is wearing it. It's not not like he's running from it anytime soon. And I think learned from it. And And I don't think it's something that we should hold against Devin Williams, who among us has not punched a wall when you lost your temper here and there. That is a normal thing, right? I'm not a psycho, am I? Sam, am I crazy? I've punched I've punched a few walls. I didn't punch a wall in you know, college and all that, but I punched a window out of frustration. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. A window? That's yeah. an even worse idea. No, I know. It was great. Are you okay? Yeah, were, were you okay? Yeah, okay. that's fine. No stitches? Nothing? Nope, no nothing. Really? Yeah. Wow, you got off easy. <laughs> Just a clean punch. <laughs> <laughs> You Bruce Lee? <laughs> Why do you punch? How do you I break? Did it break? You broke it? Oh, I broke the window. Yeah, straight Jeez, through, man. Wow. But yeah, I mean, it, young males do that stuff, man. I punched a few walls. Yeah. I think I have my anger under control now. I don't, there are no outbursts like that anymore. I'm a, I'm a grown ass man now. But who among us didn't, has not punched a wall here? And we're still holding that against Devin Williams. Stop it. Let's go to uh, Tom in Cedarburg. You're on the Rami Show. What's up, Tom? How you doing, Rami? Doing well. Yeah, I know. I, I do agree with what you're saying. I think when you say that it's harder to string base hits together, I don't know if it's harder. I think it's just teams don't do it anymore. You know what I mean? And I think that I think that regardless of how you score those runs in bunches, getting people on base is still important. Don't yeah, but I think I, it it is because that's that's how those guys come home in bunches when you do get the the big bops. But right. what 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 I'm saying is I think a lot of us need to come to terms with how much guys are are actually going to get on base and what the game is in the modern day. You know what I mean? And and right, right. But even but can I I want to point out something. There are teams that still have tipped have in the last few years had higher team batting averages, higher on-base percentages, and the power numbers the Brewers have had. So the Brewers have, in, in recent, in near recent times, you know, like from last year to early this year, they're still not doing enough, you know what I mean? And now they're starting to, you know, maybe doing that. Sure. So it, it's, not, it's not really an all-or-nothing thing because, if, I mean, it's also hard to string four solo shots together, right? So it's not, you know... A, a 286 on base percentage in any area sucks. So. What I guess. Thanks for the call, Tom. Appreciate it, man. And and it's a good point. You, yeah, you do have to get guys on base. I guess what I'm saying is, the big thing that was that was missing from the Brewers' offense last year was not necessarily more hits. I mean, you always want more hits, but that wasn't their Achilles' heel. Their Achilles' heel was. Not enough home runs and not enough extra base hits to bring guys around and score quickly and score in bunches. Yeah, yeah, you'd like more hits. I'm just saying that that wasn't the major, the major fault line in this Brewers team last year, and the reason that they fell apart. The reason they fell apart was not enough power, not enough slug. Brewers win four to two. Take your thoughts, your reaction to that. Another great performance from Brandon Woodruff today. Another home run from Rowdy Tellez. If you want to talk about that, 414-799-1250. Also, finish this sentence. This is the best Brewers team since when? 
414-799-1250. Tweet the Rami Show. Not the Rami Show. The Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show with Rami in for Tim right after this on 1250 AM. The Fan. We will hear from Craig Council after a 4-2 victory over the Pirates today out at American Family Field. In just a few minutes, Rami Makloff in for Tim this afternoon on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show brought to you by Jim Dandies. In addition to your reaction to this win today, the Brewers' fourth straight. Also asking you to finish this sentence. This is the best Brewers team since when? 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Like I said, we will hear from uh, Craig Council and we'll hear from Keston Heron go inside the clubhouse here in just a few minutes before we get back into the Rami show. We'll mix the Brewers talk with some Bucks talk, some Packers talk. It's going to be a jam-packed pick a lane at 5 o'clock. Sherman in Tosa, you're on the Rami show. What's up, Sherm? Hey, hey, Ron Bell. How you doing today? Good, man. How are you? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was just watching that game, and it was um, that was that was a good win. And I happened to get in the truck, and I hear you guys talking about this uh, small ball versus hero ball, home run ball. Mm-hmm. And I think about that that Braves series last year, and even coming down the stretch when uh, St. Louis was um, on our heels, and how many times we had a runner at second with no outs and couldn't, couldn't get him in, or a runner at third with one out. And nobody could even hit the ball. You know, we just needed to sacrifice fly, you know, and think about a, a Woodruff last year. And if you go back and look at the games that he lost, you know, I feel sorry for Woodruff because had this team scored three runs in six more of his uh, starts, he would have won 15, 16 games mm-hmm. and been in the Cy Young. My point is, I would love to see our team be able to do both. You know, our first our one and two hole hitters get on base. And then that's our seventh and eighth hole hitter be able to make contact with the ball and the power in between. And we, we, we have a, a just, you know, everybody trying to hit a home run. And I'm glad to see Yellich is making contact. And I was glad to hear him say that the other day. Okay, if I make contact with the ball, good things will happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, so 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 I personally, I would love to see the team be able to manufacture at least two runs a game, you know, and whether that's a bunt, steal second, and then score on a single, or a single and then get second and score on a on, on a hit ball, and we don't do enough of that, man. And with this pitching staff, it's, it's it, it would be a shame if we don't take advantage of this staff while we have. Sherman, appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. Oh, okay, Ron. Anytime. I'm not – look, I, I I get the frustration with runners left on base, especially runners left in scoring position, and it did seem to, to rear its ugly head a lot for the Brewers last year. And I, I've, I've said, like, people think that – in the modern game and people who buy into the way that the modern game is played, that strikeouts don't matter. It's not that they don't matter. They just don't matter as much as we thought they did before. But if you're striking out more than anybody else, which the Brewers did largely last year, 
it's 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 still a problem because when you find yourself in situations like Sherm was talking about where you just need contact, you just need a sack fly, or you have a runner in scoring position and nobody out, and you just need to put the ball in play and move that guy around and get that run, more you're more often than 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 other teams that don't strike out as much, you're going to end up coming up empty in those situations. That is that is that is true. They need to strike out less and make a little bit more contact. I'm saying the big piece missing from this offense was home runs, though, was the power. That was the big piece missing from this offense. And and that was the problem last year, and that was the problem to start this year. If they start getting those home runs, here, here's the best way I can explain it. So, yeah, leaving those runners in scoring position hurts. But it's kind of like when we talk about how much how much blame and follow me here okay i'm going to a different sport but it's going to come back around in the end how much blame does an aaron rodgers or any quarterback deserve when when it comes to winning and losing right and you'll say well he 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 didn't score on that on that last drive and that's that's why they didn't win well okay but i mean there was four quarters and the defense gave up 26 points yeah, I'm talking about the NFC Championship two years ago. There's four quarters, and the team gave up 26, gave up 31 points, I should say, to the opposing team. So, if the if the things that happened earlier in the game didn't lead to a 31 point game and a deficit, then maybe we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers on that. We o- we only and it makes sense. We talk about what we see. And what has happened? We never talk about how we got there and what could have been done differently to never have that guy in that situation. If you get more home runs, then stranding those runners in scoring position won't hurt as bad. You see what I'm saying, Sam? Did my analogy make sense? Like we need to look at the totality, the whole of the thing, and and what else is missing instead of just reacting to what happened. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, because I look at it this way, like. I've always been on the other side where it's like, oh, yeah, we need more small ball hitters and all that. But at the same time, like, it's just the way the game is nowadays. You can have those guys, but they're very rare out there. And the thing is, too, like, if you have those guys, you still need to have them driven in. Right. So I think we're missing, like you said, I think we're missing the big picture at the end of the day. It is time now to uh, hear from Brewers manager Craig Council, as big voice guy said, coming out of the break after a 4-2 win over the Pirates, courtesy of Bally Sports Wisconsin. We had a good homestand. Um, you know, our, our, I think we, we pitched. We pitched very well, um, and, and that's that's you know what we expect to do. Um, so you'll take a five and two homestand every, every single time. It was a nice nice way to uh, to finish it, and got a needed day off uh, for everybody just to, to take a deep breath and on to the next series. Or was today a day you wanted to get Devin in there for a shorter stint just to get him the back-to-back, or was this totally no, reading the game? Just it was just the game. I mean, I think if anything, it was we have an off day tomorrow, so you could get him in the game. And um, Josh, he's giving you obviously great work, um, and it just seems like the outings have been—you know—you can't control when when you go to him, but so far it's worked out pretty well for him in terms of the usage, hasn't it? Or has it? Has it been on the heavy side for you early, or is it good? Um, well, he's he's gonna. I mean, he's he's gonna pitch, and you guys know when he's gonna pitch. Um, you know, he, he's 
We've had a couple of three out of fours. He's he's been he's last last couple days. He's been very efficient with the pitches. That, that always helps. Um, obviously, we're going to monitor how much. I mean, this is a, this is a little bit of a switch for you, Adam, in this question. But um, you know, he's uh, he's he's in a good place. <laughs> I'm trying to find that sweet spot. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> Three, for three years, you're on the other side of this question. My my point is like you, you know the game dictates when you you bring him in, and it just it, it seems like it's been his outings have been sort of nicely. Yeah, I mean we that we can't control that. Um, that there's going to be other guys that are going to get saves um, if you know if we're going to play a, a lot of close games. Um, we just we play it how it is. We figure out how Josh is doing. We're going to be a little conservative at the start of the season. Um, you know, he, he pitched three out of four days. We, we, we had him off for two days because it was necessary. Um, we didn't, we didn't need him in those, those two days. Um, and then he got, he got, I think he got three days off and, and then he went three out of four again. So we're very efficiently the last, the three out of four here. So, um, you know, we're, we're, probably right on the edge but it's just kind of how the games games have played he's been able to do it there's great counsel after the 4-2 win over the pirates today out at american family field talking about the usage of josh Hader and giving, giving adam McCalvey a hard time because for years McCalvey has been asking why not why not the multiple inning saves well for the last year plus why not the multiple inning saves for for josh Hader? now he's asking about his use and the it is six appearances and i mean six six converted saves for josh Hader already in how many games have they played 13 he's i mean he's 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 appeared in half their games so far. That that is a high usage rate and something that probably cannot keep up for Josh Hader over the course of 162 games. Is him? I mean, at this pace, like I said, he's pitching almost half their games. You're talking about 80 appearances, 75, 80 appearances for a Josh Hader. That's a lot to ask of that guy, man. Well, I mean, him and Williams. I mean, how surprised yep. were you when even when Brent Studer was struggling in the eighth that they ended up bringing in Devin? I mean, I was kind of surprised. Like I, he had a good outing. Uh, last night, but I thought you know after that, just give him like another day or two off. I thought his outing today was fine. I mean, I, I, I think was. I think that right. when you bring a guy on with with nobody out and and two men on, you're you're expecting at least you're almost expecting at least one run to come across, right? Or, I mean, are you, you though? Or with Devin, I, I maybe this say, year, but I won't say you're expecting, but you, you'll usually take that when you have a four run yeah. lead and you're bringing a reliever on with with two men on and nobody out. I think as a manager, you go, well, I'll, I'll take that. Not not ideal, but I'll take that in the end, right? It's just the command is still. Yep. Aside from his last appearance, the command is still very sketchy, especially with the changeup. So I I just look at Craig Council. Like his reaction says it all. Like you, you bring in Devin, you try to give him the confidence to get out of the situation, but then you pan over to Craig Council in the dugout and he is just still pacing after the walk. Yeah, you can tell and he's a little nervous hit. about it. But yeah. I'm I'm not worried about Devin really. No, he had I a slow he, right. he had a slow start last year too. That's right. But it's just you know, hopefully he can figure it out sooner than later. All right, let's do uh, just one more thing here. The Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on 1250 AM, The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. Not quite in the clubhouse. This was uh, right there outside the dugout after the 4-2 win over the Pirates. Keston Hero with a uh, home run today, one for four day. Drove in three on that one. Also struck out twice, now sitting at 222 
with a third 333 on base percentage, 389 slug. And he talked with Sophia Minnert of Bally Sports Wisconsin right after the game. Keston, just your second game as the designated hitter here, and you were aggressive in your first two at bats. So what was the difference there in the third one to connect on the home run? Yeah, Keller had some good stuff today. Um, he kept, you know, a lot of us on our toes. Uh, you know, obviously he has that power fastball and um, so, you know, once once the, the one of the bullpen, you know, I was, I was same plan, stay aggressive, uh, runners are on score position, less than two outs, you know, kind of put the ball in play and um, give the ball to the outfield, you know, to score some runs. So, um, but yeah, uh, hit a fastball and, you know, just glad to get a barrel on it. You got off to such a great start in spring training. You had a couple of home runs there, but to see that opposite field power swing back, Keston, how good did that feel? Yeah, it feels great. Um, you know, with Rowdy hitting home runs, I felt like, you know, I may uh, try to get in there as well. So, uh, but no, it, it was fun. Um, you know, being able to, to put the bear on the ball and, uh, you know, help the team win, you know, that's all that matters. Starting pitching was a big story for this series. Eric Lauer, Corbin Burns yesterday, Brandon Woodruff was fantastic here today. Just three runs allowed between those three guys. How have they continued to just carry this team and help you guys come away with the series sweep today? Yeah, we know they're the heart of this team. You know that whenever they're out on the mound, they're they're capable of possibly throwing a no-hitter. You know, we'll, we'll game pretty close going into the sixth inning with that. So, um, no, but every time they're out there, they're, they're competing, and, uh, you know, we have full confidence in them to, to, to help us, you know, win a ball game. So, um, and then bullpen does their job like always and comes in and shuts out the game. Series sweep and now four straight wins. Does it feel like you guys are putting it together in all phases, Keston? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's early. You know, I think we're all still getting adjusted to, to playing every single day and, um, you know, traveling and all that stuff. So I think, you know, with a couple weeks under the belt now, it definitely, it's, you know, time to get going and uh, get things rolling. There's Keston here on Valley Sports Wisconsin after the 4-2 win over the Pirates today. I need to... Uh, rectify something this is this is why you shouldn't host the afternoon show and then host the post game show afterwards you can't watch the game all that closely i said no outs when devin williams came in uh brew cruise 715 says there were two outs when this guy came in not zero rami is tweeting my bad i'll own that one i'll wear that one again I'm trying to, you know, I'm juggling over here. You try to host a show and watch the game. Exactly. I can't I watch. I mean, I'm, I'm producing. It's hard enough for me to try to keep up what's going on <laughs> in the game. You. And Sam doesn't just have my back just to have my back. He's the furthest thing from a yes man. He'll throw me under the bus if he gets the chance. Oh, but this I is, will in a heartbeat. <laughs> it's not. If I smell blood in the water, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing Sam, it. Sam goes for the kill. We're going to take a quick break, then come back as uh, as originally formed the Rami Show right after this on 1250 AM. The Fan Brewers win 4-2 over the Pirates. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.